This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, friends. Today, Caps fans, we've got a great episode for you. We're going to be talking about the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't know if you've been living under a rock or whatever, but a couple weeks ago, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Montreal Canadiens in five games to capture their second Stanley Cup in as many years. So congrats to them. But first, I've got to talk to you about DraftKings. You know, you've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how paydays can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranges from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front-row seat to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. That is DraftKings Sportsbook app, DraftKings app, and use code THPN. And thank us later. Thank us later. All right. Polly, let's pop some tabs and get into it, huh? Yeah. One, two, three. All right. So, as you may or may not have heard, Caps fans, we didn't win the Cup this year. So, my my yearly prediction is wrong. Yep. But, we did see the Tampa Bay Lightning go back-to-back, which dethrones the Pittsburgh Penguins as the most recent back-to-back team. So, somewhat of a win. You know, Caps fans, you got to look at the silver lining here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't hate it. I don't, you know, I don't either. Um, we, we've made many jokes about how the, the Tampa Bay Lightning have had circumvented the cap, and in a way they did. But actually, in a way they didn't. You know, they played exactly by the rules. Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I saw And wait, 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 let me, let me, the reason that, sorry, let me, let me, the reason that they didn't circumvent the rules is because in the playoffs, there is no cap. Right. Go ahead, Paul. Sorry. Um, I saw a tweet today that said um, the the Lightning were the only team to file for changing the rules for cap in the playoffs after some other team won the cap in a similar or won the cup in a similar situation. Yeah, and no one supported it. <laughs> and now here they are. Hey, they tried to fix the problem. And if you can't beat them, you join them. Yeah. And, you know, it's almost like good karma. You know, they tried to do the right thing, and then karma rewarded them by letting them win in that way. Well, I don't believe in karma, but, you know, do I look like a person? Do I act like in my regular life, day to day, that I fucking believe in karma? No. No, not at all. No. Because if you did, you'd be very different. (laughs) 
But would it be better? Would it be better, Polly? Uh, some people might say yes. <laughs> I don't know if I would. All right. Well, thank you for supporting my lifestyle choices. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So, should we just get right into it, or what? I mean, it, cap. So let, let's avoid the cap discussion because they they played by the rules. Right. I mean they they were eighteen million over cap, and that's just kind of how it was. Whatever, eighteen million over regular season cap. Yeah. So, good for them. Uh, game one was an absolute blowout by Tampa. Yeah, they won five I mean, to one. After game one, you're thinking, "Oh man, yeah, it's starting to look like Montreal is what everybody thought they were." Right. Well, they're in Tampa, right? So they're in the home crowd. Tampa, being in Florida, has opened up everything. There were, I think they had like full capacity. Close, if not. Yeah. Um, and it was just crazy. Uh, so Tampa Bay goals, we had Cernak, Gord, Kucherov had two, and Stamkos added one. Montreal, Sherratt, uh scored the only goal. Vasilevsky had 18 saves, and Price had 23. I, I think that this is a game that Montreal comes in. You kind of expect to lose game one away in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I think it's the, the one game you're most likely okay with losing. Sure. If you had to lose any game one away, if you're in the away position, mm-hmm. like Montreal was, they're like, okay, burn the tape, 5-1, that's a blowout in the cup. Uh, finals, let's just keep moving. Go to game two, also in Tampa. They lose 3-1 here, but they put a far better showing out. I mean, this is a really good game. Sorelli, Coleman, and Palat score. Montreal, Suzuki scores. So they've only scored two ga- two goals up to this point. But the big story here is Vasilevsky had 42 fucking saves and Price only had 20. Yeah, so it's you know a little bit opposite. Game one was Tampa domination for sure, and Price did all he could. You know, you you subtract the five goals he let in, and he's only got you know he's got the same amount of saves as Vasilevsky. Right. Um, so obviously it was harder on Price in that game. You know, looking at the stats, I don't remember exactly everything from this game, but just looking at the shot total, you know, the reason Tampa wins this game is because of the Conn Smythe winner, Vasilevsky. Yeah, and Price did not have a great game, and he admitted that right after this game. He said he's got to be better. Um, <clears throat> very brutal. I mean, this is this one stung probably the most. And I think at this point, people were at the point of writing off Montreal in a sweep. Yeah, and I think this is the game where people started saying, this is the carry price we expected. He's great, but he's not clutch. And the magic has ended. And this is the carry price we've seen his entire career. Right, and he's in the twilight of his career and all that. So, I mean, you know, the the haters, the naysayers are... You know, coming out in droves at this point in the series. Feeding their ego. 
Right, exactly. Getting on that keyboard, getting that keyboard juice going. Yeah. Uh, uh, game three, you know, another brutal one. It's a six-three Tampa win. You know, pretty, pretty uh, dominant scoreboard by Tampa. And I mean, you know, this is a team that capitalized on every mistake that it's the Montreal made. You know. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it was a. You know, Tampa's kind of like the Pittsburgh Penguins in the sense of they just uh, converted on the chances they had. Right. And even though they had less, they still made it count when it happened. Um, We had goals by Ruda, Hedman, Kucherov. Tyler Johnson had two. Blake Coleman again. Montreal uh, got goals from Denault, Suzuki, and Perry. Um, But the big standout here was not Carey Price. With 24 saves, it was, or 24 shot saves, I'm sorry, yeah, 24 saves, but it was Vasilevsky with 32. Yeah, so I mean, when you look at the shot totals, I mean, obviously Montreal was playing with Tampa in this right. series. Yeah. And I think it's a combination of Tampa taking advantage of their opportunities and Vasilevsky playing out of his mind. I, I think. You could almost call game two a Vasilevsky steal. And, yeah. And then, you know, there's a reason that Kucherov was so high on Vasilevsky's performance because you're looking at this and through the first three games, Montreal is greatly out shooting Tampa. So they definitely proved they deserved to be where they were. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> I wonder how much and and from the games I watched Vazzy had a ton of good saves right a, yeah. a lots of good saves but the Tampa Bay defense also held the blue line really well disrupted play in their own zone as much as they could and and clogged the I mean you know they kept Montreal to the perimeter it seemed a lot so a lot of these shots were coming from the point um and while there were flashes of brilliance, I'm not sure it was sustained enough. I mean, they just couldn't capitalize. They just couldn't get past the final line of defense for sure. But I think that the Tampa Bay defense was better than Montreal's. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i not saying that Montreal was a better team. I think they proved that they deserved to be where they were. But Tampa clearly is the better team. Yeah, in skill. And I mean, you look at the, what Montreal got, what got Montreal here was hard work and outworking their opponent and then having some, some good breaks and some good goaltending, right? Right. Uh, but at this point, it's the, the series is three nothing Tampa and the Montreal Canadians just looked outclassed, I'd say. All over the ice. Yeah, I, I think goaltending. Gameplay, strategy, coaching. Right. It, it definitely, Tampa was owning them in, in every aspect of the game. Yeah. And Tampa was, is, they're just a fucking machine, dude. They just have so much talent, you know? Um, you know, I mean, they're getting scoring on, on all of this. I mean, you got Coleman, Palat, you know, you're getting their secondary scoring, firing on all cylinders. You've got their top players contributing with Kucherov and, uh, 
and headman and getting some blue line help as well from the, on the scoring side. And then you have Blake Coleman, who's just an ever present thorn in the, in everybody's sides in the playoffs. Um, and in general, just, I mean, uh, the speed threats there game four, Tampa looks to close it out and Montreal takes this game three to two in an OT win. I was glad to see that they made it interesting. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I hate to see a sweep in the championship. Right. Unless it's your own team. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you know, Montreal, Anderson, Romanov, and Anderson, the OT winner. And then Tampa, Goudreau, and, you know, Pat, Fat Patrick Maroon <laughs> with a goal here. My spirit animal. <laughs> and here's the thing. Vasilevsky made 18 saves and Price made 32. So here Price steals the show. Yeah, and I think when I was looking over this, I would classify this as Price stealing the game. You know, yeah. you you've said plenty of times before for a team to win the cup, the goalie has to steal four games within the run. And up through game 4, two games have been stolen by each well one game by each goaltender. Right. So goaltending was definitely the in my opinion the largest factor in the series because a couple of these games probably should have been won by the other team. Yeah. Uh for sure. And you know Price plays off his you know stands on his head wins game 4. You look back to game 2, Vasilevsky stands on his head and wins it for his team in a 3-1 uh, battle, which is a lot closer than the score, really, you know, than a two-goal difference, I think. Yeah. Um, y- you know, <clears throat> I thought throughout this series, Montreal really drove play a lot. More than you'd expect, honestly. Yeah, they absolutely did not play like a team that thought they were lucky to be there. They sure. felt like they deserved to be there. Absolutely, and they played like it for sure. And then Game Five, Tampa, Tampa ends it with a Vasilevsky shutout and a one get, one goal, one to nothing Tampa Bay win in regulation. Ross Colton with the cup clinching goal, Savard and McDonough with the apples. Price twenty nine saves. I mean, the play that they scored on Price was pretty well well uh, made there, and it was just a good bury. Um, I. I feel bad for Montreal because I was really pulling for him. Yeah. But at the same time, that is a team with a lot of promise. You know, a lot of young guys, a lot of, uh, lot of potential there. And Bergevin, you know, outperforming and really just giving the middle finger to all the haters who I don't think there was anyone in hockey that thought he was three years ago doing the right moves at all. You know, it seemed like Montreal was destined to be nothing. You know, the Pacaretti Suzuki trade. I mean, Montreal, I think, has clearly won that. Yeah, I mean, I think Max has done well in Vegas, but Suzuki has really, I, I think he's outperformed his potential. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if, if you're going to put him at like a 1 2 center position for Montreal, they've got a bright future. Absolutely. You know, I think um, looking at the series, especially the final game, um, 
that just harkens back to your point of them being opportunistic. You know, the price played very well, and Tampa did have more shots, but price was playing like a world world class goaltender. Right. It was a goalie showdown, and Tampa had the skill to break through. I mean, they just Tampa just has it all. You know, I I yeah. think three years now the Presidents Trophy and then back to back cups. I think it's going to be a lot of people predicting them to win next year. I think three in a row is a lot to ask, but. If they keep the majority of this team intact, it's going to be really hard for anyone in the East to beat them. It would be really cool to see a playoff rematch. It would most likely, it's going to be first or second round because they'll be back in the same division. But I would like to see these teams meet up next year in the playoffs. And I think it's going to be pretty tough for someone to beat Tampa. Yeah, uh, the the depth I think was just too overwhelming for every team that Tampa played. Yeah, you know you're looking at a solid blue line, uh, really just kind of pivoted by uh, Victor Hedman there, who's a previous Vesna winner and a massive human, and then you have I mean just the the scoring depth that they have. I mean they have Braden Point, Stamkos, Kucherov. Uh, I mean, like, even, like, role players like uh, Sorelli and Pat Blake Maroon. Pat Maroon and Blake Coleman and Palat, Yanni Gord. I mean, the list goes on. They're incredibly stacked. Cernak, like, ooh. not a lot of guys with, like, incredible star power. You know, there are stars. No, give me wrong. Like, you got Kucherov, Stamkos. Point right. Those are the three probably like main guys there, but like the supporting cast is just as good in in any given night, for sure. And I think uh, just to go back what I was saying about next season, I think one thing that really benefits Tampa, uh, while it was unique to play for two cups within a ten month span, they're not going to necessarily have the same fatigue that people blamed. The Penguins losing, you know, after playing two full seasons and going to the Cup, the I mean, Tampa's played probably 30, 40 less games right. than the Penguins did in their back-to-back. That is true. You so know, that yeah. definitely gives them a better chance to for three a three-peat than the Penguins did or you know, well, careful. You're going to have to make the athletic writer who wrote that stupid fucking penguins are the best article <laughs> rework his shit. Yeah. Right. Cause what happens if you three Pete? I feel like that holds a little bit more weight. No. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'd say so. And I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. Like they 40 less regulation games, uh, could play in their favor. It could also, you know, I don't know. Maybe it could be kryptonite in the sense of, if they get injured at the wrong time or whatever. But again, this, this squad's so deep. It's just like, wow. I mean, one next man up. Right. Um, I, so you're predicting that, that the Tampa Bay lightning are again going to be cup favorites in the preseason rankings. I mean, I agree with you. I think that's smart money. 
I think a lot of people are going to be on their, uh, you know, favoriting them. I think right now, way too early predi- uh, prediction, they make the conference finals. Wow. At least. I hear you. And Maroon's got, what, another year with him? I think so. Dude, imagine if he goes four in a row. Yeah. Or what if they trade him, and then whatever team he goes to wins the cup? Oh, my God, dude. Can you imagine? Yeah, at that point, he's just a lucky charm. You got to sign him. Yeah, I mean, he'd be... (laughs) He would go down on hockey lore. Yeah. And imagine that. You know, Pat Maroon. Who the fuck's Pat Maroon, right? I mean, I like Pat Maroon. I think he's a big player, power forward. You got to love him. But holy smokes, I would have never, yeah, I would have never thought. Um, <laughs> so, and and if you think about it, like, he's really benefiting from the short sprints of catching a team on fire. Like, Yeah, this is his kind of hockey. Yeah. Shortened season. Big man hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can feel that. Yeah. I get it. Um, I mean, it it is interesting. And now they have three months off to recover. But basically, it's just kind of like they played a season and a half. Yeah. And it, it was consolidated in ten months. You got three months to heal up. They stayed relatively healthy. I wonder what Stamkos is going to do. You know, I mean, I don't think he's going to retire or anything, but like, he's brought, he's got to be, he's already playing in a somewhat diminished role. He can still rip the puck just the best, like with the best of them. But, and he, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't look at their, his time on ice stats, but he's got to have less, like, less time than others, right? I mean, he's the captain now. So he must be, I, I would think that his role's diminishing, handing a little bit over more to Kucherov and yeah. point. So, Crazy stuff, man. Very, uh, you know, speaking of Braden Point, he, a couple years ago, he had an injury bug, but he's been very healthy in these past year, these past runs. So, at least from what I remember, right? Yeah. I mean, having a guy like that on the ice, such a difference maker. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The ability to, f- to finish and drive play. Um, crazy. Uh, it's funny. My boss was like, is Tampa Bay the best team that we've seen since like Detroit? It's quite a conversation to have. It's, it's, uh, it's a legitimate question. I'd say, I don't know though. I I think that, you know, you go back to, are they going to be able to do what they're doing and circumvent the cap in the sense of, being able to, well, not circumvent it, but you know what I mean, like have that that amount of depth in the playoffs again next year, because they couldn't, they can't field that the team they had, they can't field that in the upcoming season for the regular season. Right. Yeah, it's just over the limit. Right. So what are they going to have to give up, or what are they going to have to move? Because you don't want to give up too much of that core. Yeah, and you definitely want to hold on to. Vasilevsky, Hedman, and Kucherov. Right. Um, Point. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like moving Stamkos could be a big cap relief. Yeah. Um, or 
a bunch of the supporting cast, like three players. Yeah. To to finish that up. Um you know, I'm looking at their cat friendly right now, and you know, Braden Point, man, and is making six point seven. Stamkos is making eight point five. Um Sorelli is their second line center, is making four eight, but Yanni Gord is making five one. Maybe they move Gord. Um, they'd have to move. I mean, right now they're 18, they said over. Whew. I mean, you've got McDonough making 6-7 there. And, Sir, uh, and Sergachev making 4.8. Hedman's making 7-8. I mean, that's all, that's a big, so maybe you move like a big name on the blue line and a couple small players uh, off the, off the front end, including Gord. And now you're close. Now you're you're a little closer. I mean, I think the McDonough is a, is a he's a third pairing center or a third pairing uh, uh, D. He obviously contributed well during the playoffs, and it's good to see him win a cup. But whew, there's a lot there, man. I mean, Joseph uh, Matthew and Luke Shen were both scratched. Uh, you've got. They have Marion Gabrick on on long term IR. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh. So who knows? I mean, it looks like Jan Ruta is is, is going to be somebody that they're going to rely on, and he is cheap. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of retooling they do to field a team next season. But like you said, they're the core. If they can keep the core intact and, and kind of shift out replacement players for cheaper ones. League's in trouble. Yeah. So, Vasilevsky, well, do we want to talk about Kucherov? Which Russian do we want to talk about? Well, you know, just... Well, Kucherov basically was channeling his inner Conor McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he was going off, man. Like I've said, never seen... A player just throws so much shade in the presser. Right. He threw, so he threw shade at Flurry for winning the Vesna. Yeah. So that, he didn't even name him. He just said that guy in Vegas. Yeah. Loved it. And then <laughs> Montreal, they acted like they'd won the cup after winning one game in a three to one series. Yeah. And they, he said that their final was the previous, the conference final. Yeah. So, you know, that's definitely, the talk of a very confident man. <laughs> Maybe a little drunk. He's definitely high on success. I mean, he came to the presser shirt off with a Bud Light and just talked shit the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he definitely sounded like a 35-year-old dude reflecting on senior year at State. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wonder who's going to make him pay. I don't know, man. If I'm Vegas, I'm like, all right. Reeves is definitely yeah. in the lineup for that for that first game against Tampa. Um, I <laughs> Shea Weber. Yeah, Shea Weber's probably got something to say. Uh well, speaking of, uh, you know, Carey Price tried to 
say that he underperformed and such, and Shea Weber like cut him off, and he was like, "That's not true. We we didn't play well as a team. We didn't play well enough to get it done." You know, Carey performed well. It was it was pretty pretty good to like instantly just picking his guy up, like not letting Carey put it on himself. Yeah, you know what, man? It's fucked because, like, when I when I saw Carey Price in the sh- handshake line, I was like, man, that looks like a guy who just knows he's never going to win it. Yeah. Which is sad. He's got to have a gold medal by this point, right? I'm, I'm sure he does. Yeah. I I, uh, I feel bad for him, for sure. I don't know if the, the Canadians in a normal playoff situation make it this far. Um, like I said, I think the future's bright, but I don't think that they come back next season and win a cup. Well, you know, if you look at what they did to get there, so they beat Toronto first round. That's right. a very likely matchup. Sure. Um, second round, Winnipeg. So second round, they're going to get, you know, maybe, uh, a Philly or right. Rangers or Boston. They could win that. Possibly. And the and fact that they beat Vegas in the conference finals, I think they could almost beat any Eastern team if they were beating Vegas. So, I mean, I think in a normal year, they still have a chance to do what they did. Yeah, but then you look at you look at that. The, the big thing I think that's sticking out to me now in the Winnipeg series, because they swept Winnipeg, mm-hmm. um, is Shifley. Yeah, that that was definitely a big factor. Uh, the Winnipeg's leading scorer, a defensively touted team who has a lot of sleeper scores that had a really good season last season. You know, Ellers or Ehlers and 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 Shifley had two really good seasons last year. Um, and Shifley makes that hit, which we talked about. And you know, three games is ridiculous. Uh, I don't know if if that is even a penalty or a or a suspension of that caliber if Jake Evans doesn't get knocked out cold. Yeah. Um who he and he played the whole series, the whole rest of the playoffs. So Well he missed some of Vegas. Yeah, but I mean like he played he, the cup, cup final, I mean yeah, yeah. He played in the cup. Yeah. So I I don't know. Um we talked a lot of shit about the Northern Division this year. You know, the Canadians really um, shut up people. And if people are still harping on, you know, I'll admit I was wrong. Obviously, the Northern Division was not as weak as we thought. The worst team out of their division almost won the cup. So, Well, now let let me play the counterpoint to that. Is it because that they played such a cupcake division that they were healthy for the playoffs, right? I mean, you look at the Mass Mutual East that was a dogfight throughout the regular season and then was the first two rounds were just absolute slaughter fests, right? You know, with uh, Boston and the Islanders moving on past the first round uh, and then the Islanders moving to this conference final to lose to Tampa. Uh, I just... You look at a series like, I mean, you look at how things played out and you're like, does that 
that has to play a factor, right? I mean, those the Mass Mutual East was a, such a bl- like a bloodbath. It felt like in comparison to some of the other other series. Yeah, I think it was, um, but I mean, they weren't as star studded. Who Montreal? Okay, you know so. But they were healthy. Yeah. Man. So and they had their their starting goalie, right? So like, look at the Caps. We are ambulance crowd, uh, ambulance coming in. Uh, Vanacek takes a takes a fall in the first game. Craig Anderson gets lit up. You know, I mean, it's brutal. It's a real tough play of the cards, and Boston comes alive. Pasternak finds his game. You know, I mean, does that happen if if we have? a fully healthy Caps team. I don't know. Same with uh, the Penguins. I mean, well, no, the Penguins are probably still going to lose that series, but... I don't know. I mean, Boston won 5-3 to three against the Caps in the regular season. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the Caps still lose that series. Even if we're healthy? If Boston's healthy and the Caps are healthy, yeah, all probably. things equal. No fucking way. You're high as shit. I just think it just, the Caps just didn't have it this year. No, no, I disagree. I can't. I cannot agree with that. I think the Caps are playing pretty well. I mean, against Boston, I think we make to the second round, and maybe we get we if we if we get the Islanders in the second round, I feel like we we move on, man. I mean, I didn't want Boston. That was the last team I wanted to play. They were hot coming in, and we were we were slumping as we always do. But mm, I don't know. I felt really confident about the Caps if they were healthy. Saw a lot of good things about Laviolette's system. Yeah, I I agree. But all right, we'll agree to disagree here on that one. Yeah. We're, we're we're talking about the Stanley Cup here, the finals here. Um, I I love the shade that Kucherov throwed. Throws and and I I love his celebration and everything. Let's hope that I mean you know he, they've still got work to do next season. But you know the shirt he you know he wore a shirt that said eighteen eighteen million over cap and has him holding the cup. <laughs> <laughs> like he he was wearing it. Yeah, oh, and geez. it's him holding the cup. <laughs> That's hilarious. What a what a what a what a just absolute fucking classic move. Um, <clears throat> And then you think like, okay, with, with, uh, okay, so who was the, who, do you think, let's move it on. Do you, th- do you think that Vasilevsky deserved the Conn Smythe? Yes. Yeah, me too. I think that was probably the most deserving Conn Smythe we've seen in years. Uh, let's, let's. T- dive into that a little bit. Every series of this playoffs, he finished the series with a shutout, and that's five consecutive series clinching shutouts going into the last series, the finals, against Dallas last year in the bubble. Uh, five seri- five consecutive shutout games in a row uh, for a series clinch. Back-to-back cups. Back-to-back cup-winning games that were shutouts. Uh, last year, his cup save percentage was a nine, 0.9 or was a 9.11, and then uh, 9.27 postseason overall. 
this year he he regressed a little bit and went to a 943 cup save percentage and a 937 post game postseason save percentage dude's a stud i mean he i think that he deserved the con smythe but how much is it his defense in front of him wait that's an improvement oh yeah yeah what's well, a regression the progression no, there, no, you regressing regress when you regress, you go back to norm. So, like, with whether you're higher or lower, a regression is still back to norm. So Look it up. Look it last, up. So, you're saying last season was worse than his normal? No, no, I'm just saying that he moved closer to what would be normal. Okay. Like, with because he played so well and he's a better, I think he's he's a better. Goalie than a, a nine two nine nine eleven or a nine yeah nine one one. Okay. Anyway, his numbers <laughs> improved. He had a more uh, dominant performance this year. Yes. Than last year. Yeah. Sorry. If I, I if I confused you, I don't. Yes, he had a better season this year. Yeah. Uh, and he had an, a stellar season last postseason last year. Yes, yeah. I mean, he's been absolutely amazing. The The fact that, I mean, clutch, absolutely. Five series in a row, a shutout in the game that decided the series. Yeah. I mean, this guy shows up when it's time. And so this is such a change in narrative, which is so awesome to see. I, you know, you love to see a story arc, right? Any main character in any story, good story, has this story arc where... They have, like, early success. They have to battle through some things and then, like, reach a new high, right? Mm-hmm. He has absolutely done that in this. Because, you know, there was a long time when Tampa Bay was having their troubles losing in the Eastern Conference Finals that a lot of questions were presented about Andre Vasilevsky and whether he truly was, like, the vet, the, the bona fide best NHL goalie. You know, I mean, he won his Vesnas, right, early in his career, and then came through and biffed it in quote unquote biffed it, you know, didn't play the, the best or his team couldn't get, get over the hump of that fine, the, of the conference final. Right. Right. So now two years in a row, they've done it and they've, they've kicked ass and Vasilevsky was the, I think the, the backstop of the entire team literally and figure and figured metaphorically. Yeah, I mean, I think Tampa is obviously an amazing team. But if you throw someone else in net, like whoever was in net for Carolina, yeah, Tampa doesn't win the Cup. Right. Fair enough. Uh, absolutely a contributing factor, I mean, no doubt. But I, I think that there's going to be people that say that the team was just good enough, you know, just good in front of him. I would probably lean more towards the team is just completely dominant all over the ice, including the goaltending position. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's the X factor, but, you know, he is a dominant part of a dominant team. You don't think he carried... What you're saying is you don't think he carried the team for the past two years. Right. Um, I think... I agree. So, I don't know if they... Could have won without him, but I still don't think he carried the team. It was a perfect compliment. Right. You know, it was like, um, 
Patrick Waugh in not so much the Canadians win, but the Colorado wins. Right, yeah. Colorado had a great team, but without a great goalie, might not have been enough. Right. But it's not like Patrick Waugh drug them to the cup. Yeah, and I wouldn't even hearken them back to Detroit because, you know, they won with, like, Chris Osgood, who, while no slouch, I don't consider Chris Osgood a truly consistently elite goalie. Am I off on that? I think so. Do you agree? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think Chris Osgood, and you know, there's another, another example, like Corey Crawford won lots of cups with Chicago. I don't consider Corey Crawford a Vesna candidate. Uh, he's just just good enough. I think the team in front of him, you know, at that point, it was like Seabrook, Duncan Keith, like, I mean, like an incredible blue line along with, uh, Really solid depth scoring and top end talent with yeah, Taze and Kane. There were even sometimes they had to bench Crawford for former Wheelie Nailer Scott Darling. Um, yep, who was obviously good enough to win a couple games, but that just goes to show that you know, Crawford was replaced in those runs and they were still winning games. Yeah, and. To the more Patrick Waugh uh, pa- parallel comparison there, Vasilevsky played every single game of this playoff run. Yeah, it's impressive. It is. Especially I mean, with the way the game is now. Yeah. Doing the two-headed monster. Right, because, you know, it seems like the the workload for one goalie has uh, has progressively gotten less uh, as the... T- as as the NHL has progressed through the years. Yeah. So, incredibly interesting to see. I love the story arc because, like I said, I mean, there were a lot of questions thrown at Vasilevsky, and he had a couple, like, rough spots in his career, especially when they were losing, you know, three, four years ago, when they were losing in the um, conference finals, you know, when the Caps beat him in, in, in seven games. You know, that was probably the final straw, right? Where everybody on that Tampa Bay team kind of looked in the mirror and they were like, oh, fuck, we got to, we got to get our shit together. Then the following year, it's just kind of like, ooh, uh, another biff. And then, uh, cause they, what, they got swept by Columbus. Yep. After winning <laughs> the President's Trophy. Right. And then now they're just, they came back with a vengeance and, and hey, you know, such an interesting story for Tampa Bay, and you look back at the the, the goalie who the who was the goalie when they first won? Javi Bullen, the Bullen Wall. Yeah, <laughs> the Bullen Wall. Jesus, what a what a ridiculous name, but also <laughs> awesome. Um, <clears throat> I uh, you, you look at that, and you look at like that team with like Laclavier, Saint Louis. Um, I literally can't think of anybody else. I'm sure that there's some that I'm missing doing a really big discredit to myself here, but that was a powerhouse team. Uh, they finally won it, but I think that this team's even better than that team. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be completely fair to say this is the best Tampa Bay lightning. Yeah, exactly. Best iteration thereof. So, I mean, congratulations to the Tampa Bay lightning. I think they really showed it. 
it'll be interesting to see, to your point, how rested they are and hopefully they don't gain too much weight partying and whatever the fuck. This is going to be a crazy off season. I mean, Tampa Bay is going to burn the fuck down. Because what is it? They they just they won the Super Bowl too. Yeah, they got Tom Brady. Yeah. So, not only do they have two cups in the last ten months, they have two cups in the Super Bowl. And Tampa Bay Rays look good. So just imagine if that town gets a World Series. It'd be very DC-esque, except we all know that in DC we're never going to win a fucking Super Bowl, so... Yeah. Unless you can revive Joe Gibbs and... (laughs) It'll be, uh... The Bay of Champs. The Bay of Champions. The Bay of Champs. I like that. Maybe you should... You should go work for the the city. Be the promoter. I do have about eight months of, uh... CVB experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And except the only difference with Tampa Bay is you'd actually have something good to promote. <laughs> there's, there's stuff. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Cavs fans, that's our, that's our deep dive on the series. Thanks for sticking with us. Next see, next week we'll be talking about the expansion draft. That's the thing that's going to happen. Probably delve a little bit into free agency as well. And, uh, then, you know, we'll kind of probably, we're, we're going to be, we're working hard trying to get a, a lot of, uh, interviews kind of banked. So during the off season, we'll be sticking with you two episodes a week. We're never going to stop. We're here for you though. We may not be live streaming or anything like that. Instead, we'll probably be more, uh, kind of deep dives on, on things, issues, you know, subjects that we find interesting and getting some, uh, getting some interviews here booked in. Yeah. And that should be, uh, you know, post draft free agency. Yeah. All those things. Absolutely. All right. Well, Capstone, stay good. Enjoy the summer. There's always next year. We did witness history, and the silver lining of it all, remember, is that the Tampa Bay Lightning are the most recent back-to-back champs in NHL history, and that's what's important. So, until next week, it's me, the Hockey Troll, and Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at... Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. Check them out or we're not friends anymore.